This is a slaying moment. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Slaying for Me. I hope all is well and you guys are staying positive as they've been saying. I am. I do not know what's going on with my voice. Earlier today, I don't know if I was talking too much. Or I didn't have on a right outfit. You know what? This weekend, I had my ankles out with no tights, no socks. So that could be the reason for this um, raspiness I got going on in my throat right now. So <laughs> pray for me. I should have. I be telling y'all to put on y'all outfits and make sure you cover up your socks. You know, your your ankles and your and your your throat. And I, I'm out here with my ankles out. I had my ankles out this weekend. So. Because you, I don't know. I'm one of those people like, if I know I'm going to the car, um, I'm keep it cute. I know I'm going to be hopping in and hopping out, but that hop in and hop out still can affect you. So I hope all is well and you guys are doing fine and you're taking care of yourself and you're following, um, your own rules and taking care of yourself and covering up yourself. So this whole week, as we go into the Christmas, New Year, um, portion of the holiday December is here and you know everybody's getting a decoration honestly I haven't seen too many Christmas decorations like people I don't even you hear Christmas music you know I hear it because I in my office we play it but I don't think that people are really much in a Christmas cheer like last year I feel like everybody was like Christmas out we were all about Christmas and everything and now I don't know I don't know if everybody's having the same effect for Christmas Cause people keep asking me like, what are you doing for the holidays? What's your plan for the holidays? And I'm looking at them like I'm a plan to spend time with my family and, and be cheerful. So I, I asked myself, I was like, what does this holiday season mean for me? What does it mean to me? And after all of the amazing things that happened to me earlier this year and make it into the next year and, you know, all of the challenges that I had this year mentally, I'm like, I'm just excited to be alive, child. This holiday season means living, like being present and allowing for myself to just live in a moment and not have any expectations for what the holiday. Cause last year, I feel like going into this year, I was like, Oh my God, I got to have this particular tree. I got to have this, this type of thing, or I got to buy this type of gifts for my husband and my family. And I did like, I went all out. I bought my nieces and nephews like stockings. And I did, I was so like all up in arms about everything, but I wasn't really, you know, I was like, I don't know how to explain it, but I was just all over the place. And I feel like this holiday season, my cheer is like, it's there, but it's not like burst, busting from the seams because I'm just like, okay, I just want to be, I just want to be present. I just want to be present. I just want to be alive. I just want to spend time with my loved ones. I just want to hug and kiss on my people. And that's it. I mean, I don't care about no gifts. People give me gifts. If I want to give somebody a gift, that's great. Um, but I'm not really fixated on that. And I feel like this holiday season, I've just been like, 
I've been asking my people have been asking me the question. I've been looking at them like, why are you asking me that? Which is a normal question, but I'm so sick of hearing it. I'm like, and then I have to turn the question on me. Like, what does this holiday season mean to me? The reason why I'm just like over everybody asking me that question. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, so I, 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 I put that question back in your car what does this holiday season mean to you what does the holiday season mean to you this year and how are you um going what is your version of celebrating this year how do you feel about it and uh what are you gonna do to to feel joy i don't want to say what what are you doing this holiday like what are you what what about this holiday season that you want to accomplish different from last year so this weekend, um, I had the opportunity this past weekend. I told you guys, my husband had an art battle in New York City and, um, it turned out great. He did the finals, um, and cheese dip. Sorry. I'm trying to text, <laughs> text my husband. Um, shout out to him for getting dinner. But anyway, so, um, he did the competition this past, um, weekend in New York City. Um, and it was great. He made it to the final round. He made it to the final for the competition. And, uh, he didn't, well, we don't know if he didn't win because the way that they had it set up, they were supposed to do a, um, uh, online um voting system and they decided not to do this because the system had gone down and they want to do crowd participation so in the crowd participation when that many of us there because all of our people were online so um the person that was there he won because he had like all of these people and it was like me and my sister so i you know i yelled loud but not louder than 10 people yeah so they ended up um, saying that, you know, there was a, the voting because of the voting polls online, they got the votes back and people were voting. They're going to make their decision on who else is going to be coming back for the final to take the title for the, um, the national to go on a national level. So, you know, um, I always being in those, that was my first art competition, but being in that situation, it made me think about how, um, you know, Sometimes you be in spaces and the energy is all over the place. And in that particular, um, at that event, the energy was just different. And for me, I, I'm a, one of those people, I, I feed off of energy within a space. I think we all as humans do, but some people focus on it a little bit different than other people. Like some people, like I'm a person that can go into the space and create energy, positive energy, uplifting energy, laughter energy. I can come into a space and do that. But then it's some spaces that you come in and the energy is already set. Like the tempo for the energy is already set and it has a particular, type of energy that people that they already um that people have already um filled the space with that it's hard for you to kind of cut through the energy and bring some new energy so um this weekend it was it was a lot of pretending pretending to be something or people um you know boasting about different things and you know 
realizing that, you know, and some of the people in the space realizing that they're not supposed to be there and people, you know, they're in a space and people are not seeing them or welcome, welcoming them. And it just made me think about how many spaces I've been in where I didn't feel welcomed. I didn't feel accepted in this space. And that feeling of not being accepted, we all have experienced that as preteens, as teenagers. It's been the spaces that we was like, oh, man, they really don't want me to be here. But as an adult, it hits different when you can know, when you know that people don't want you to be in this space. Like you can, they don't say it with the words, they do it in their movements and they express it in their movements. So when I first moved to New York, I worked for this restaurant in um, Manhattan and I worked in a restaurant industry before, but this particular um, position that I had, I was a hostess. And the previous positions that I've had when I when I was in college, when I worked as a uh, I worked as a waitress because that's where the money is, right? So um, I was working for this um, restaurant, and the restaurant was pretty nice. Like they had the food was good or whatever. The clientele we had regulars and stuff like that. So you know I have a great personality. So the regulars that would come, they were pretty nice people, and um, but the people that I worked with, it was like. A couple of like the person that originally hired me, the manager of the restaurant that originally hired me, really sweet person, really kind, really amazing, great person. But then he ended up getting another job and like leaving and going someplace else. And then this other guy took over his spot. Now him and I, uh, he was trying to be something that he wasn't like he was one of those people that it was one of the girls in the, um, in the restaurant that he really liked and she wasn't giving him no time of day. And he would just be like, they would say putting on shows. He would put on shows for her and, uh, you know, bow down to her every beck and call because he really wanted to be with her. And he would like, he would just do extra to get her attention and like burn the rest of us. And it was two girls in there that he did that to. So anyway, um, I was, I'm a person that stand on my own. Like, I don't need to be a part of an entourage. I don't need no entourage. I don't need no clique. I don't need to be a part of the team if I don't have to be. I'm, I'm okay with doing those things, but I'm, I'm an independent soul. Like, I can, I can bop and, and, and twirl and, and dance on my own because I just believe that you have to be a person in your life. And I was taught that to stand alone. I don't need people to go with me to do things. I can, if I want to do it and they don't want to do it, I'm still doing it. Right. The only person now in my life that I'm like that with is my husband. I don't know. I can't, I, it's right now when you're attached by the hip, we Velcro and I just don't be wanting to be detached from him. So I need to, I need to stand alone in that, but he's the only person, you know, that I'm like, Oh God, I don't want to be without this person. But anyway, that's a beautiful thing. So, um, I'm in, I'm one of those people. I believe in like being, you know, standing alone. I don't need, I don't need no validation. I don't need no click, none of that. So, you know, because I am a person that moves on my own time and I, you know, I I don't have, I don't, when I'm, in a space, I don't need to be um, in your in crowd to feel like I'm, you know, included. Some people that make that they they make it seem like when I'm not interested in something that I don't like them or the situation. So 
an incident happened where one of the young ladies at the, um, she was a server. She, um, is one of those people that like, you know how when people get busy, they are rude. Like they don't, oh, I'm just focused. I'm so busy on what I'm doing. They don't have no sense of space, time, who they're in a space with. So the restaurant is busy and when things are busy, it's all hands on deck in a restaurant. Like I'm, you know, when I was a server, if it was another server that saw me with a bunch of stuff and I'm, um, I'm trying to clean the table, but I got tables, they'll grab some stuff from me or they'll come and un, you know, bust my table or grab a check from my table or whatever. It's all hands on deck because the restaurant is busy and some people have, um, have their tables under control or they might be flipping tables to get somebody in. So it's all hands on deck. So this particular time, um, you know, we, even the hostess help with, you know, busting the tables sometimes and getting things cleared off so we can get people seated. And I'm, I'm hand, I'm holding this tray that I just unloaded and I'm going to take it back. And she snatched, snatches the tray out of my hand. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. And she was like, I I was like, wait, why did you snatch the tray? I was about to put it down. I needed it. Instead of asking me, hey, can I have it? She was like, I needed it. And I was like, well, you don't have to snatch it. You need to calm, like relax. And she was like, gets all up in arms about it. And was like, oh, why would you tell me to calm down? It's busy, whatever, whatever. She, she gets, she, um, pulls victim I'm gonna say she pulls victim like I was I was saying that she was being aggressive towards me or whatever so after that we had our little tiff and I told her I was like she was like I don't you know I don't appreciate you coming to me like that I was like and I don't appreciate you snatching things from me she was like well I was busy I was like well even when you're busy you're rude you're rude you don't say excuse me you grab things out of people's hand I think that's I'm communicating to you where my boundaries are. I don't want to deal with you if you're not going to be considerate of the fact that, you know, you are in a space with other people. That's, you know, just because you're busy doesn't mean that everybody else is busy and we should move out your way. We move together. So after that, the manager of the store, because he was fond of her, she, we had a conversation. I was like, oh, we're good. So after that, we had a conversation. I was like, hey, let's regroup. It was hectic up in here. Let's figure it out. So after um, we had the conversation, she was like, we're good, whatever. And then she goes back and tells the manager. So after she tells the manager, she tells all of She tells the bartender. She tells the other servant or whatever. So now they've had a conversation about something that we should we already had nipped in the bud, right? So at this time, after that, everybody started energy started shifting towards me like people didn't want to deal with me didn't want to talk to me so I was like okay cool this is fine I'm gonna come and do my job regardless like I don't care if you I don't care how you feel about me I'm gonna come and get my check now how you feel about me if you are trying to prevent me from getting my money then we have a problem that's when the problem arises because even if I feel like even in spaces when you don't belong, if I tell you what my boundaries are and you don't not, you do don't understand that, or you take it too personal and you have to go congregate with your your organization or your entourage, that means that you're not a person that you know you're not a person that deals with conflict the well. So that means that you need to go to the Lord in prayer. That's what she needed. So 
I am, you know, dealing with these people or whatever, and they dealing with me halfway and I'm, you know, I'm just going on about my business. And I remember saying to one of them and I was like, you know, um, the difference between you and me is I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if you don't think I'm your favorite person. I don't care what you think about me. But one one thing that you are going to do in this space is respect me because we're at work and I'm doing my job. Now, if you feel like I'm not doing my job, then that's when you go to the supervisor. But don't go to the supervisor because you was wrong and I pulled you aside and told you you was wrong and you got offended. That's okay. That's okay. Everybody is not perfect in everything. So the energy shift, and I remember when they fired me, because, girl, they fired me. They let me work my whole shift, and I got fired. And this was one thing, and I've I've never been so upset with the individual, especially a man of color in my life. In this particular situation, the way that he handled me getting fired, he told everybody, which is illegal for a person to do that, to tell people, your employees, that you're getting fired. The, they're not supposed to disclose that information to anyone, right? So um, he told them that I was getting fired. And the girl that was the manager, shout out to her at the time, the, who was also a manager, she didn't know, she didn't. He didn't disclose the information to her because he knew that her and I had a personal relationship. And shout out to her. She came out after they fired me or whatever. And I had to get up out of there because I was so upset with how the person handled their situation and how they made the young lady made that situation so drastic that um, it caused me to lose my job. But, you know, all in God's plan. So... Um, I remember she, she walked up to me. She was like, the energy is already messed up in here. We already know what the situation is. She said, do not let these people in here make you feel like you didn't, you, you, you not worthy. And I didn't feel like I was worthy, but I was upset. I, I, I knew I was worthy of whatever I'm, you know, I was destined to do because after that I went to go do some amazing things, but for me, I was a little bit upset because I allowed for that space and the energy in that space to to have me go there. And I was pissed that a person within that space was trying to tear me down based off of he say, she say. So sometimes, you know, God will remove you from a space and have you go through a situation and reveal to you different things about the energy within certain situations. So you can learn how to finagle maneuver those situations and see them be again when they do arise you know energy you know being in situations or having a job or uh you know going to an opportunity having an opportunity or or um you know being a part of a project I always feel like you got to follow your third eye when you're there when you go into those situations or even when you're there for me following my third eye in this situation was I knew that they didn't like me and I knew that I would have an expiration date but what I what I wasn't going to allow for them to do was let them see me be let them see me or let them um 
um, put the energy on me that I needed to belong in something that I didn't need to belong into. Like I didn't need to belong. I was in my, my, my um, position that was always going to be temporary. So I didn't want them to feel like, Oh, I need this. I need this more than you think. I, if I don't have it, I'm going to die without it. No, not, no, not me, not me, not I. <laughs> so, you know, this weekend, it made me realize that it was a lot of people. When you go into spaces, there are different energies and there are different places that you just don't belong or you have temporary stay or you, you know, um, that it's not going to be longevity or it's a lesson learned. And that was definitely a lesson learned for me, knowing that, you know, a person can, t- um, the energy can shift based off of you standing up for yourself or, or, um, you know, putting your claim on something. Um, I always look at situations like, you know, we live in a world where people take opportunities. They take opportunities, even if it goes against their, their, you know, their moral compass, right? Like people were some, a lot of people are willing to risk their soul to be famous. They're willing to take the bare minimum to be, to have an opportunity. Don't get me wrong. There are some times you, you know, it, you know, you might take less to get more in the end, but I feel like there are a lot of people that take opportunities that don't fit them. And they're like trying to, they're going to take on all of this, this, this energy and all of these negative things and all of these things that's disrupting them just so they can just be there so they can fit in. I remember having a conversation with my husband about TikTok. And don't get me wrong. My relationship with TikTok has completely changed. But at first he was like, man, you need to be on TikTok. You need to do this. You need to do all this stuff. And I was like, I don't want to be a part of the crowd. I don't want to be a part of the TikTok crowd. Like I just didn't, at the time I wasn't ready to be in the in crowd. I, and I feel like, you know, some people get into the in crowd because they don't want to be left out, you know, and it, you know, you be in the in crowd and you're trying to get these opportunities, um, and people try to get opportunities and they realize like, damn, this, you know, this is not something that I normally do. And it's, it goes against what I normally represent, but I'm going to do it anyway, even though I'm uncomfortable, like. Don't ever put yourself in a situation where you are so uncomfortable and you're like, man, I got to really do this because I'm really uncomfortable. I feel like God will put you in uncomfortable situations, but give you comfort at the same time, right? Your uncomfortable situation can be something you've never done before, but you want to do, right? Or it's good for you and God, you've asked God for this thing. There are people. They get into uncomfortable situations and talk to God. God ain't told them this. And they know that it doesn't even align with who they are. They'll do it because it's an opportunity. And it's so funny because I was just talking, speaking with my mom about this. Like I had I, um, a job interview. And th- when I tell y'all this job interview, I've these in these last couple of days, I've been feeling so unsettled about doing an interview. And today... Before I got on, I was like nervous and I'm never nervous. I'm never a person that's nervous before I go into an interview because I'm like, I applied for this job. I really wanted the job. 
even if I'm nervous, I never go in with like nerve nerves of uncertainty. And that's how I was feeling. I was like, man, I don't know if I get the job. What does it look like? You know, you know, I was so uncertain, certainly nervous. I don't even think that's a word, but um, I was so nervous about it. I was like, man, like, and I feel like sometimes God is like telling you in those moments when you feel like you're unsure and you're nervous at the same time. He, I, I didn't feel comfortable. I wasn't comfortable when I did the interview. I was like, man, I'm not comfortable. I feel uncomfortable and I feel uncomfortable in a way that's like, uh, if I make this decision, it's probably not going to be the best decision for me. And I'm not comfortable in my nervousness. Like, it's so much uncomfort that that's centered around it. I'm still uncomfortable even talking about it. So, you know, just because it's a great opportunity and looks like a great opportunity and might be furthering you, it might not be where your where your comfort, where you need to be, right? It might not be where you need to be. It might not be comfortable for you. You might not be relaxing in your nervousness. Like, okay, dang, I'm nervous for a little bit, but then you know, you get to talking and then your nerves go away or God reveals something to you. And, you know, sometimes we move forward with discomfort. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Discomfort and knowing, knowing that this opportunity isn't for us. So we just there. We just there. and We're not. We just accepting what it is because this is the opportunity. It's a, it's an opportunity. I'm able to do this. I, all of the things that we want, but not really the things that we need, right? And sometimes when you get into spaces, you need it's some spaces you need to be in, and you know you need to be there. But then there are spaces that you want to be there, but don't need to be there, right? I'm talking to myself. It's some spaces that you don't need to be there. You just don't need to be there. Um, and you know, don't force yourself to be in a space that doesn't suit you. You know, when that's like trying on some jeans. Oh, these jeans is cute. <laughs> they cute. You jumping, you hopping, you skipping. And then you get to the point where you get to, you got the jeans on and you button them up in a tightest sin around. You can't even breathe. You can't even breathe in and out. You couldn't even inhale or exhale if you wanted to. Without cutting off your circulation, your blood circulation in your stomach, they cute. You fit in them, but are they are they comfortable? Not it. That's how we have to look at it when we think about spaces that we go into and assessing the situation. Like, is this comfortable for me? Right? No, sometimes it's not. I was talking. Um, I was speaking with my husband over the weekend and we were talking about how some things sometimes we forget that the places that we have been at before and it didn't work for us and then we try it again and it doesn't work for us we need to like cut it loose like right so like I'm one of those individuals that I I enjoy conversations with people, but about like, I like talking about 
different things, different topics and stuff like that. But eventually you lose me. Okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm open to new stuff. Don't get me wrong. But eventually if it get too, if the conversation gets too long and too strong, I'll be like, I'm out. Right. So there are certain people that I know in my life that just have conversations, they conversations just be going long about some other stuff. So I try not to get into too many conversations about stuff that I either am not knowledgeable about, I'm not really interested about, or I I just don't speak about in public. Like I don't have group setting conversations about. So I feel like when you know that you know, that's not your expertise. Are you going into a situation that you know is never, it's never been suitable for you multiple times? <laughs> You're compromising your boundaries. You're compromising what you stand for, you know, to be in that space. Like, I know for me, I'm always the youngest person in a group. So when I have conversations with people, And sometimes I'm the person that comes from a very different background. So I try not to have conversations about people that that eat cereal because growing up, I didn't eat cereal. Like it wasn't my food, my breakfast of choice. Like my parents didn't buy it. And like when I'm in social setting or cultural settings, people be like, oh, girl, what's your first? You ain't eat cereal. So I try to stay away from those conversations. But then I find myself. Um, saying something like, oh man, I don't eat cereal. And then I'm compromising my own boundaries because I'm like, I don't, I told myself I'm not going to get into those conversations because they normally don't turn out too well for me. Like most people are like, you don't eat cereal. What would you be eating? Then? Blah, 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 blah. Like it comes into like a questioning my whole childhood. And I got to explain why I don't eat cereal and what I was doing and how I'm not, how I wasn't normal as a child. I, I'd start defending myself. So, I normally stay away from those conversations, but compromising your boundaries to go to a place that you said you would never go. Right. So I remember when I worked for this company, this film festival or whatever, and I, uh, it was a young lady that I worked with the, the year before she worked, she was underneath me and she Great worker, great individual, great hard worker. So I was expecting for her when we came back the following year to be on staff because she just had really great work ethic and she was underneath assisting me. So I expected her to be a part of staff. Like I even recommended it. And so when I came back, she was already on staff. She was on staff. Like my position was part time, like seasonals, but She was doing stuff year round because she stayed in the area and I lived somewhere else. So her position at the time was something, I don't know what the position was, but she ran a department and I ran my department and our departments had to coexist sometimes because she needed people to help her and I would give her the people that she needed to help for the help for the event. And she changed her whole everything the way that she responded to me changed it was like she was speaking to me I remember she would like send emails as if she was my boss and I remember you know clarifying to her like 
we're a team and you don't tell me what to do. We have a boss for a reason. Our seat, the person that was our supervisor, she running the show. So if you have something that you need to ask me, then ask me and I will assist you with what you need. But you can't tell me what to do. We can't do that. That's not what we we doing in this situation. So I remember um it was a situation that happened in the office and we were supposed to have some people there and the scheduling got all mixed up. Like the person that was supposed to be there, they had an emergency and they couldn't make it. So I rescheduled someone else and the person got the time mixed up and they didn't make it to where they were supposed to be on time. Happens. We're human. People get stuff mixed up all the time, you know, and that is just a part of life. So when it happened, she called me and was like, none of these, this person hasn't showed up yet. Are they supposed to be here? So I called the individual that was like, yeah, I'm, I just looked at the time. I'm going to be running late. I'll be there in such and such time. So I, I called her and was like, the person had the time mixed up. They looked at the time wrong. They're on their way. Um, just can you ask, you know, I asked the other person that was there already. Can they just stay a little longer? until this person gets there and I said yeah that's fine so we saw that and she was like thank you so much you know um I'm sorry to bother you whatever whatever she proceeds to go and tell our supervisor that I didn't have everything in order so my supervisor the lady that was over me emailed me and was like hey do you have do you need some assistance do we need to come in and have a chat about what's happening um how things are working with your job or do you need some assistance with the position or do you need another assistant because this situation happened and she told me this and da 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 and they they said that you might not have things in order so I'm like oh okay so I proceeded to respond back to the email and I say you know I can send you over my my daily schedule of what I'm handling I was like I've been in this you know I've done this position a couple of years now and I'm kind of shocked that you will come to me asking me how I'm doing my job based off of this person who is new this person is new this person was underneath me so I'm confused as to how I was like but we can totally if you want to sit let's schedule a time for me to go over what I'm working on so you can feel comfortable with knowing what I'm doing and you can be confident and knowing that I'm doing my job. So I was like, I can send you over like what I'm working on right now. I can attach everything and you can let me know how you would like to move forward with that. And the individual, um, my supervisor was like, no, it's fine. I just want to check in and see how everything was going. Cause of that incident that took place, not saying, Hey, there was an incident that took place Alexis, what, what happened? What is the plan going thus far? It was like, let's see about your whole position after this girl sent this email. Based off of what I'm talking about, it, I'm black. I'm a black woman in this white space. So I already, I already was outnumbered. So I was like, okay. And I was very shocked by the email because the person, the supervisor that I had, I always had the utmost respect for her and, I, I looked at her kind of differently after that because I was just like, why would you believe this person over me? And I said that in an email, like she's, 
she don't know my work ethic and you know my work ethic and I've she worked underneath me how are you believing this person over me but I was like oh it has something to do with color at the end of the day but anyway so after that um I remember saying um to the one of the guys on staff he was like yeah she does that all the time and I was like I'm never gonna compromise my boundaries don't ever don't ever test me like that don't ever I'm not gonna compromise what I stand for and my boundaries and my my work ethic for nobody I'm gonna put them on the table lay them out put them if you need a powerpoint presentation I'll give that to you as well but I'm not compromising my boundaries for no space I'm not gonna do that I'm not I can't you can't as an individual and after I sent that email I emailed her and was like from this day forward if you have any problems and I cc the our supervisor no. From this day forward, if you have any problems or any conflicts pertaining to to my position and you need anything from me or, or it's something that's affecting you, please communicate with me. Do not, don't go to anyone else. If you have a problem, tell me what your problem is and then we will fix it. We can communicate together. And if you feel like I am not um, communicating effectively or I'm not responding in an efficient way, then Let's have a meeting. Let's schedule a meeting to talk about it if so I can be on the same page with you. And she, you know, did the passive aggressive like, oh, I didn't mean it. I just was overwhelmed and all of this type of, but your overwhelmness and all of that stuff could have cost me my check. And I just don't think that's comfortable for you to do that. So because you were overwhelmed you were willing to throw me under the bus although you did not communicate what you needed from me cute but like I said I'm not compromising my boundaries and what I stand for for nobody in no position um and sometimes you have to make that clear and I think that a lot of people go into these spaces that feel like, and they feel like, oh, I got the, I got the, I got to please this person. I got to do this thing to make everybody. I'm not compromising my boundaries for anybody. If that's not, if I already communicated to you, that's not what I can do or that's what I, what I can't do or what I don't prefer for you to do to me. And you do that and I call you out on that thing and you do it again. Now you're being disrespectful. Because I already told you what my boundaries were. And I asked you to respect those boundaries. So, you know, always, 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 always go into a space knowing who you are and what you stand for and what you're not going to accept. Now, can I be swayed? Yes. But. Don't go against your third eye. Don't go against your morals. Don't go against your values. Don't go against your mental health to be somewhere just because of opportunities, just because people say, just because everybody else is there. You never want to do that to yourself. I mean, for me, I always take that into consideration. Like I, I, I have been in spaces where People just are just nasty. They're just nasty people. Their life is all messed up and they want to project that on you. And 
that can mess with your mental health. It can. That energy, that energy being so negative, child, it can mess with your mental health. You be feeling like you're suffocating in these spaces, you know, and it might not be a space you can get out of right away, but you got to figure out where your peace lies, what works for you to be able to get through those situations. And for me, it was one of those situ- when I was at the restaurant, it was like, I'm not going to let y'all shake me because I'm not going to be here forever. Y'all might be. Y'all already been here a long time. Y'all might be, but I ain't going to let this be my end all be all for me. It's not the end all be all for me. And I know this is only temporary and this too shall pass. If you know certain things, you got to be like, I got an expiration date on this thing right here. I ain't going to be here all day. And God is going to take me from this. I mean, I feel like even if you don't believe in God, even you believe in the universe shifting, your shift is going to come regardless. But you got to know where you are and whose you are and, and what your, you know, what your goals are. You know, don't compromise yourself just to be a part of the crowd. You know, oh, it's just, you know. Don't, don't, don't try to be a part of the crowd because the crowd, it changes. The clicks change. The trends change. Everything changes. It evolves or it drop off or it never was the trend to begin with that people just did it just because it was something to do. You know, don't be a part of stuff just because everybody's a part of it. Like your mama say, if they jump off the roof, you're going to jump. Don't be jumping off the roof. Stay on, stay on the roof and let them jump by themselves, you know, and know what, what, what fills you when you go for me, when I am in certain situations and I feel like the energy, something is draining me and I'm like, not comfortable. I don't like being here. The energy's bad. The conversation's bad. And the way that people respond to me and the way I'm responding to them is not positive. They ain't for me. I ain't supposed to be there. (laughs) I ain't supposed to mingle with those people. I ain't supposed to be in this situation. I'm not supposed to be a part of this project. Right? So I encourage you to really, really focus on what fills you in spaces. When you go into spaces and places and you, communicate with people or you be a part of people i like i said earlier in the episode what about this holiday season what does this holiday season mean for you mean to you excuse me but in in total what does it mean to you to be filled with life to be comfortable with life to to allow for spaces and places to bring something to you instead of draw something out of you you know, what, what fills your life? I, I mean, in that, when I, we were at that art show, I remember I was looking around at these people and I was like, these people are not filled. Nobody is in this space being filled. People are drunk. They pull in everybody. Somebody's here for an opportunity for people to see their outfit. It was the people there to boast about what they was doing. It was the people there to judge, you know, that's it. Even um, one, a lot of spaces people come with their own intention but it's a value to go into a space and everybody is like oh I'm open 
I want to see what this ha- what what happens with this experience. The energy is good. The laughter is good. The smiles are good. The highs are authentic. You know, making sure you're in spaces, time and places with people that feel you. And even if you're not, how can you feel yourself in that moment to know that, dang, I'm still going to be filled. My cup is still going to be filled because I know that either I got an expiration date, this opportunity, and it's going to be other opportunities that come my way. And I know I'm I'm not going to compromise my boundaries to fit into somebody else's mold. Like, I can't do that. So I appreciate you guys for listening every week. You guys are so amazing. And um, I thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and RaiseYorksNetwork.com where you can find out all of our episodes and take a listen to them. Also, don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis A. McCoy, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, honey, at Alana Fuss, A-L-O-N-A-F-U-S-S. And as always, don't forget that slaying for you is the best lifestyle to live. Have a good day. Bye.